the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat, it's been a while. So this is actually... Taken from a client call that we had, we have weekly calls with our clients, and this is me. Well, I've ripped the audio from this. It's a little um, meeting that we have with our clients every every single week where we talk about different subjects, and this is me kind of recapping my own little transformation journey that I've been on, working with another coach, keeping me accountable. So I talk about what I learned, my struggles, why I started, how I applied it. And then also there's a little bonus kind of Q&A where a couple of guys ask me some questions at the end of the call. So I hope you find it beneficial. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review. And if you have any subjects that you want covering, please feel free to email me or joe at james at sustainnutrition.co.uk or joe at sustainnutrition.co.uk and we will cover them. So hope you enjoy the podcast. Good night, God bless. No, go listen to it. Right, so again, we'll get started. We'll see if anyone else joins us. Um, it's cold up here. I can see my breath. So I just thought I talk. I've been quite open about the kind of the dieting journey that I've been on um, over the last four months, four and a bit months. But then also, it's kind of it's been over a year. So I kind of started last August um, on my own, and then the last few months have been kind of with a coach. I thought, you know, obviously we're all keen about being super transparent. And I thought I'd just kind of chat about my experiences, um, how I found it, and then give you the opportunity if you've got any questions, stick them in the box, guys, about any part of it or kind of what I struggle with, what I thought, you know, why I started, why I got a coach, and we'll see if I cover some of that too. So, can anyone hear me all right? That's what that's all right, because I've got a big boy mic in. I just thought, I probably just babbled for the last five minutes without fucking anyone hearing me. So... What I kind of, kind of some, what really happened was when I was personal training, kind of full time, I was a lot bigger. I'd, um, I've probably stuck around like 110, 105, 110 kilos would be kind of my, my average weight. So obviously, I was getting more rest um, and I was training more frequently because I was in the gym all the time. So then when we went kind of full-time with Sustain, obviously it became more office-based, you know, a bit chilled out, not quite, probably as much intensity with the training. Um, you know, life takes over. But what kind of changed with my body type was I was less concerned about just being big. Kind of when I was uh, personal training, it was very heavy weights. There was lots of food. It was like, just get big, just get stronger. And I was younger. You know what I mean? It was kind of, that was more of the emphasis. I just kind of finished doing my door work. So that was the kind of thing where I felt like I had to be big, I had to be, not intimidating, but you know what I mean? That was a factor that you'd expect. It was one of those things, um, you know, if you're a big guy and you ask someone to leave, they're going to leave. If not, they might try the look. So that was kind of kind of where my body was going. 
so more when I moved into sustaining stuff like that, I was kind of focusing on more on health, a bit more on fitness. Now I enjoy, you know, still lifting weights, still staying strong. But I'd leaned down quite a bit. So I got better body composition, so lower body fat, probably similar as muscle masses, but I looked smaller. Now, when we first started sustain, it was me and Joe working out of my front room for like the first year or something. Then it got really busy. We had tickets on staff, so we obviously had to get an office, kind of people working in my front room. Not the best. Um, Tanya wants to come down and watch Hobbs with a hammer. It's not not the uh, the best idea. Um, so we started working in an office. Now, we rented an office um, above like, a bar in Leeds, the Faversham. Really nice offices. Where am I going with this? Why am I saying this? Can't remember saying this. Oh yeah. So there was no, you know, I wasn't personal training or anything like that. So we were there for about a year, and then one of my friends opened up a private gym, and we went and worked there because obviously, you know, it's gym setting, it's more fun. You know, we'd rather give him our money, help him with his rent, than kind of give it to this this um, this bar. Then I had the opportunity to personal train. It's quite a long-winded story, isn't it? Then I had the opportunity to start personal training. But So I got some of my old clients came back and said, you know, I'm back personal training. You want to do some sessions. But it was really nice because I was only PTing the people that I liked. When I was PTing full-time, you have to PT a lot of people that you don't like just because you need to get the hours in. Not so much fun. So this is kind of PT is a bit of fun for me now. So what I kept on getting when people coming back, like, oh, God, you've lost a lot of weight. You know, you lost a lot of weight. You lost a lot of weight. And it kind of messed a little bit with my identity. And it kind of it falls in quite a bit with a few clients that I've spoken to today about um, them self-sabotaging. It kind of it felt like my identity had changed a little bit because people were like, oh, God, yeah, you've, uh, you're not as big as you used to be, are you? Blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of played on my mind about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bulk up. I'm going to add a bit of muscle, which basically then involved me doing very low-volume work so lots of concentrating on strength, but just kind of like sets of three, sets of two, sets of five. Um, so not a lot of volume, not a lot of calories going out, but a lot of calories coming in and kind of been a bit more lackadaisical with my food and just be like, I'm bulking, I'm bulking, I'm bulking. So I did get a lot bigger, but then I also gained a fair amount of body fat. So my body composition kind of went the wrong way. Then Magnus came along. So... Not stressful, but I think, you know, there is some kind of hormonal change. Joe's told me about this, so I wholeheartedly believe him. That goes on when the lady's pregnant, the men will kind of overcompensate with the hormones as well. So it's very easy for us to gain body fat. Then, you know, kind of he came along, you've got lack of sleep, you've got convenience foods. You've got all these things combined with me bulking that caused me to gain a lot of body fat. And it was one of those, I kind of messing around, obviously, I can say this because Tanya will never listen to this. Um... After Mags was born, obviously, there's a lot of mothers here. Paper pants are essential. So one time I'd gone for a shower, I came back into the bedroom wearing her paper underwear, obviously, trying to make a giggle. And she took a picture calling me a pervert. And I saw that picture, I was like, oh, fucking hell. Even I can't make these paper pants look good. But it was one of those, like, had a little belly, little boobies. And I was like, oh, man, I need to fucking make a change in this. And this was, like, last August. So from then... As well, so I kind of weighed myself in. I was 118 kilos. So, kind of bear in mind, I normally kind of hover between 105, 110, depending on what I'm doing. So, I was well over kind of my my weight, and it wasn't good weight. It wasn't all muscle. So, since then, I've been chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. Lockdown happened. So, all good. You know what I mean? I kind of lost weight over Christmas. All good. It's just been kind of slowly coming off there. And, you know, you might see when I've done the videos or I've done the emails where I'm saying, I kind of, on average, if you look at it, I was losing kind of like just over half a pound a week. Um, 
said it obviously some weeks more, some weeks less. But it was coming off, it's coming off. Um, lockdown happened. So the first month I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I've got a couple of kettlebells. I've got a 32K kettlebell. I've got a 24K kettlebell. I've got some bars I can do dips on. I'm just going to do you know, like kind of loads of CrossFit stuff. I'm going to love it. For the first month, it was awesome. I loved it. Get up, go out there, train. Magnus would sit in his high chair, watch it. Beautiful weather. It's like, you know what? I might not go back to the gym. I'm absolutely loving this. After four weeks, I was absolutely bored shitless. Just sick of it. Just just busting to go back to the gym. So my training just completely dropped off. And plus, we got really, really busy with sustain. So it's kind of 60 hours, you know, 10 hours a day, just sat in the seat. Um, now, my food wasn't bad. I was still losing weight. And I got down to, I think, about 104 kilos kind of during lockdown. But then for like the next two months... Like I say, I didn't pile on the weight. I wasn't eating loads of stuff like that. I just wasn't training. I just wasn't happy. Like I say, I was totally inactive. Um, you know, I didn't have opportunities to kind of go out for walks as such because we were so, so busy. Food choices were fine, but I was just like, you know what? I'm just not happy with how I look. I'm not happy with how I feel. And that's when I kind of got in touch with Johnny. Now, Johnny's uh, a guy that I used to work with. I've known him for years. In fact, I've known him since I worked on The Doors. Um, really funny guy. We've worked together personal training in uh, a private gym and he runs UFIT. It's like a, he, he has a, a base in Gaffer in Leeds, uh, his own gym, but then he also does some online stuff as well, some men's transformation. And the transformations we get were just unbelievable. And I was like, I saw some people that I thought, that's what I look like at the start. Well, that's what I look like now. There'd be four pictures. That's what I want to get to with their after pictures. So I was totally inspired by those. So I just reached out to him and just said, look, I want to get involved. I'm not happy with what I'm doing. So I put my money where my mouth is, signed up. I thought it was going to be 150 quid. That's what it used to be. It's 250 quid. Like, oh, oh, sting. But I'm going to do it because that's going to make me even more motivated. You know, I've said before on the videos to get a return on my investment. And, you know, you'll notice this. I'll go off on a bit of a segue. I've done this before, like with family members, like my sister-in-law's kind of always going on these little things. Even when she... Um, First, had my nephew, like, how do I get back in shape? Wrote a program. You know, before that, she'd been training for like little mini triathlons, kind of do some exercise. Yeah, yeah. Write out plans. And they just won't do it. You know what I mean? My brother's the same as well. They'll say all these things, but because there's no value there, it's just like, eh, I won't do it. Whereas if they'd have paid 250 quid and said, do this plan, they're more likely to do it. Again, it's just that looking for that returning investment. It's that commitment that, you know, I like to call it skin in the game. So that's what I wanted. And again, what kind of coach would I be if I wasn't prepared to invest in a coach? And a lot of people would be like, you know, you see these stupid memes when it's just like, oh, and you see a PT who needs a PT. Like, well, everyone needs a coach. Everyone. You know, we have a business mentor, a business coach who's just super knowledgeable. And guess what? He has a coach. Johnny, who coached me on my nutrition, has a coach. He has a business coach and he has um, a, a training coach as well. Someone who helps with his nutrition, someone who helps with his training. Now, kind of throughout the journey, didn't teach me anything that I didn't already know. You know, it wasn't about improving my knowledge on nutrition. It wasn't I was making this choice. I was having this when I should have been having this. I didn't learn anything about that. I didn't learn anything about training. It didn't teach me any secret training routine. I literally just needed it for the consistency. And that's just such a powerful thing. And I think, you know, everyone goes on about, I just need to be accountable to myself. Now, by being accountable to yourself you really need to be accountable to someone else and i know that sounds kind of weird but 
when you think about it, I don't know what happened to my voice there. When you think about it, to clear that up, um, I'm 100% accountable to myself. No, it's up to me whether I honestly track my calories. It's up to me whether I actually do the workouts. It's up to me whether I put some intensity into the workouts. And then it's up to me whether I check in with my coach or not. That's all my accountability. Even though I'm being accountable to someone else, hopefully this makes sense. The only way I can be accountable to myself is by being accountable to someone else. Hopefully you're still with me on that one. Because again, you know, you're being accountable to yourself. What does that mean? Because odds are to get to where you're at now, you're a reflection of your previous choices, your previous habits, your previous behaviors, and being accountable to yourself. I'm accountable to myself when I choose to eat a donut. But by being accountable to someone else, it gives me that little barrier, that little thought. And again, you know, the idea of me checking in with Johnny. So I check in every single week with my weights. I check in every single three weeks, every single three weeks. I check in every three weeks with my photos, my measurements, and my weight as well. So you could track what was going on and see what we're doing. Now, the thoughts of me tracking in three weeks, uh, checking in three weeks and then going, I've made no progress. I look exactly the same as I did in the last three weeks and I've not lost any weight. And him going, have you hit the calories that I told you to? Have you eat your protein? Have you eat your workouts? And me going, nope. And him going, why not? You're like, well, I don't know. Can't be bothered. Then it just highlights that thing as like, well, then you don't deserve the results. You know, now if I'd have sent my photos through and it looked exactly the same, uh, I've not lost any weight, I've not lost any measurements, I need to go on, have you hit your calories? Have you hit your weight training? Have you hit your cardio? Have you steps? Yeah, they added all this stuff. And I say, yes. Then we go, right, well, we need to adjust the plan. But the issue is when people, I'm just going off on a tangent here, it's not about me, is it? The issue is when people are consistent and they're like, this is not working, something needs to change. Well, the thing that needs to change is you need to be consistent. Anyway, slight segue. Um, so the plan was simple. It was just a calorie control plan. So in fact, I've got it written down here. So he works off, and he's, oh, bugger, I've lost it. He works off a very simple, uh, it's calories per pound of body weight. And then obviously the kind of skill is then in adjusting that. Let me just find it. I've got, got it. So I started off, so it's initially 12 weeks. Week one, I was on 12 calories per pound of body weight. So it worked out about 2,700 calories. Then I went down to 11, then 10. So kind of about 2,500. So these were the easy weeks. And I still managed to drop a little bit of weight on these because I think my maintenance initially is around 3,000. It'll drop now just because I'm lighter. So I started off 103 kilos, 12 calories, then 11, then 10, then 9. And then, this is a stinker, for the last eight weeks, it was eight calories per pound, which works out about 100 uh, 1,800 calories, which doesn't sound like a lot. And lots of people are just like, oh, when they ask us, like, that's not a lot of calories. But bearing in mind, I'm not super active. I'm not a builder. I'm not, even when I was PTing, you know, full-time, you're PTing full-time, you're on your feet for like 12 hours a day. You're picking up weights all the time. You're constantly doing demonstrations. You're just churning through calories. This is my life now, sat here. Um, so again, he was coming up with solutions to the problems. So I've got to admit, the first eight weeks, we were still in lockdown. Gyms weren't open. Now, I've got a couple of dumbbells. I've got a couple of bands, but it's just super uninspiring. So I didn't really train for the first two months of my, you know, kind of my transformation of my journey. It still got phenomenal results because I was tracking my calories. Now, again, not saying that you have to track your calories. It's something that I don't mind doing. It gives me that freedom of 
or, or kind of reassurance of the few changes that I'm making. It can overcomplicate things. And again, you know, as we always say, for nine out of 10 of our clients, it's just not needed. What's needed is the consistency. Now, I'm not an emotional eater. Uh, I do have a sweet tooth, but I'm really good at moderating because I'm really fucking stubborn. I say that, but I got up to 118 kilos, so I can't be that good. Um, I'm just very good at justifying food choices to myself. So consistency is not something that I really struggle with. Emotionally, is not something that I struggle with. So then calorie counting is quite a good option for me, and it gives me that bit of freedom. It gives me that bit of wiggle room to have you know, a bit of chocolate or a bit of bread and stuff like that. So that's why I'm happy to go down that route. And I find it quite easy. I've done it, you know, quite a few times before. I don't mind weighing stuff. I don't mind tracking stuff. I don't find it a hassle. So kind of solutions to problems. So initially, super inactive. So Johnny wants you to hit 10,000 steps per day. Now, that was not happening for me. I would massively struggle. Um, you know, I get up at five or six in the morning. So could I go out for an hour walk then? Yes, but... By the time I get back, Magnus is up, and then I feel guilty that I've kind of gone out for an hour's worth of exercise, and then Tanya's kind of stuck with Magnus. So then do I wait until 7 or 8 o'clock, and then I take him out for an hour, and then that gets him out of his routine, but then sometimes it's raining, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So my solution was to buy an exercise bike, which is right here. So sometimes I do an hour just cycling on the bike, or I do 30 minutes on a morning, just to get through some calories. So that was kind of one of the solutions to my problem. But like I said, that was the first kind of two months when I wasn't really in the gym. Once I got back to the gym, all systems go, loved it, straight back into some high volume training. And I was on that 1800 calories, which again, like people were just like, oh, it's not a lot of food. It's not a lot of food. It 100% depends on your food choices. So a couple of things I did, I try and push my food back as far as possible. Um, so instead of having a couple of 300 calorie meals, which would just be, kind of bite size, which wouldn't be great for me. I'd have three 600 calorie meals. So I could have bigger meals. That add up to 1800. Yes. I'd have bigger meals. Um, so it's more satisfying. So for me, uh, I think the majority of people is evenings when it's harder. What you, I'd say what you don't want to do if you want to get 1800 calories is eat 900 calories first thing. So if you're 900 calorie breakfast, you're pretty screwed for the rest of the day. You know, you get to six o'clock and like, I'm starving. I've got 50 calories left. What am I going to eat? a cucumber it's not going to work so for me pushing the food back was a great kind of technique something else i used a couple of times was kind of like drinking stock which sounds really weird but it's really satisfying so drink like a like a, a protein shake because it's usually about 700 milliliters of kind of like a chicken stock or something it's really satisfying not really any calories again liquids will fill up your stomach will give you that feeling of satiety but it's not going to last you have to keep on doing it I see Joe's having a drink now because she said that. <laughs> Give me the thumbs up. Um, you know, I think people kind of get drawn into that. Like, I was really, really hungry, but I wasn't. I was thirsty. I had a drink, and then I wasn't hungry anymore. Probably were hungry. Probably your stomach was empty, and then you filled it up with half a liter of water. But it'll quickly, quickly go. So the food choices were kind of just things that need tweaking. Um, you know, so kind of switching out, not really having salmon. Salmon, love salmon but it's just so calorie dense. You think a little 110, can, 110 gram fillet of salmon is like 250 calories. Um, so it's just switching things out for things like lean chicken breast. So I started um, eating more egg whites. So I'd have, well, in fact, I'm still eating them now. I'd get a can of egg whites and instead of having just, you know, kind of three eggs, I'd have like 200 grams of egg whites with one egg beaten into it. So now I'm getting kind of like, you know, 300 grams of a volume of food but for very little added calories, but a ton of protein. So I think like 200 grams of um, 
egg whites is about like 86 calories of them, about 86 calories and like 20 grams of protein. Tons of veg, so always just loads and loads of veg. But again, because we have kind of family meals, so we're, we're, we're doing like the baby-led weaning with Magnus, so he eats the same food as us, but obviously small portions. It was important for me not to go, right, I can't have this. I'm not eating that. This is what I'm eating, yada, yada, yada. So again, that was another reason why I wanted to push my calories later on in the evening so it wouldn't affect those family meals. So I wouldn't be like, well, I can't have this and this. And in fact, only once throughout the 20 weeks did I eat something that was slightly different. And that was when I went really low carb just before the photo shoot where I went no carbs. So I just dropped. I didn't have any rice. That was it. That was one, one tweak that I made. So it's, it's easy to still accommodate these family meals while still getting these results. So results-wise, I went from 103 kilos down to about 98 kilos. Now, I say 98 because my weight goes up and down depending on what I've eaten. Um, so it was about 10 weeks where I stuck at 1,800 calories, which, again, is tricky sometimes. Some days you're starving. Some days... It's fine. So what I did, I, I wear a, a fitness tracker. So it's a, a Whoop one. Any fitness tracker, doesn't matter. And what I tried to do was just hit a consistent calorie burn. Um, so according to this, I'd burn. I'd look to burn around 3,000 calories. Now, again, you know, me and fitness trackers are not 100% accurate, but I use that as a piece of data. So if I know, if I go under the 3,000, I've had an active day. If I go over the 3,000, then I've had an active day. But 3,000 was kind of almost my end. If I don't do anything, if I just sit here, it comes up with about 2,400, 2,500. Um, if I do a big workout and then go out for a walk with Magnus for an hour, then I'm going to hit kind of three, two, three, 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 four events. So I wanted to keep that consistent, keep my calorie deficit consistent. Now, I don't think I was in like a 1,200 calorie deficit every single day because I only lost, not only lost, sound like one of you guys, I lost like six kilos, um, which is a significant amount of weight. and you know, by taking my measurements, I know a lot of it was just body fat because, in fact, my muscle mass increased. <clears throat> so during lockdown, and again, a lot of it's going to be psychological because I didn't really train for two months. I'm going to feel like I've lost a lot of muscle. And odds are I might have lost a little bit because your body's got a very kind of efficient use it or lose it system. Um you have to trick your body into thinking that it needs the muscle, needs it for a function. If you go back to that kind of hunter-gatherer, um, I need to climb up mountains and throw spears and jump through trees and stuff like that. And then your body thinks, right, we need this muscle. We need the strength to survive. We're getting these demands. And obviously I wasn't doing that. Then there's all the kind of glycogen uptake. So once you start lifting, and this is a very common thing for women when they start lifting, they'll get increased glycogen to the muscles because that's the fuel system. So your muscles will effectively look bigger. Now they won't have got any bigger. All it is is glycogen goes into muscles. That pulls three to four parts of water into it. So every gram of glycogen, three to four grams of um, water in there. So your muscles appear bigger. And then when we've got, I've got to stop training because I'm getting too big. You're not getting too big. It's just glycogen. That's it. And when you stop, that drops out. So I've lost some of that. And then just, you know, just feeling a bit shit, feeling a bit flat. Anyone who kind of works out will have kind of felt that before. If you have a week off, you're like, I've lost it. I've lost it all. And then you have a workout, you're like, oh yeah, I'm feeling a bit more toned. So overall, I was just feeling a bit of shit about how I looked. Now, the good thing about consistently lifting is you do have that kind of, you know, people talk about muscle memory. It is a real thing. There was a sip of tea before it gets cold. Um, 
So you will regain your muscle quicker because of like satellite cells. Basically, your body goes, oh, we need to use these again. I remember get a lot of fuel into these and rebuild. So I did bounce back pretty quickly, probably after the kind of the first month. I was getting back to how I was kind of pre-lockdown. Um, so that's why my measurements, you know, the things like my arms, my chest, my legs stayed pretty much the same, but my waist kept on going down. So that's how I knew I was dropping body fat, body fat and not dropping muscle, even within that calorie deficit. So again, you know, Johnny has us on a, a very high protein, so 2 to 2.5 grams of protein per kilo. Now, this is obviously great for keeping you full, but then massive for keeping or retaining as much muscle mass as possible whilst in a calorie deficit. So you think protein's very, uh, yeah, so muscle basically is very nutrient dense. It's full of protein. It's full of amino acids, which is what your body needs. If you're not eating sufficient protein and you're in a calorie deficit, your body will cannibalize or catabolize um, your own muscle mass. So you think, you know, it's horrible to say, people in kind of uh, concentration camps, people who are starving, you know, they're not super shredded with loads of muscle. Your body will catabolize that muscle first because it's more nutritious, and then it'll save the fat for last because the fat is the 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 bigger um, calorie source. Fat is basically for survival. That's why we're designed to to store fat. So if you don't eat enough protein, if you don't eat sufficient protein, then your body's going to start chewing through muscle first, and you're going to get kind of skinny fat, I suppose, eventually. So that's another reason why we promote keep on eating very very high protein because with that protein in your system, your body will utilize that as opposed to kind of getting through your own muscle tissue and obviously muscle is very very active tissue requires calories to burn it so it's another reason and it makes you look good naked so there you go so where was i at so yeah so i got down to kind of 98 kilos so as i was coming down again it was initially it was going to be 12 weeks the plan was i'd lost this muscle mass i want to gain this muscle mass i want to get some muscle back Feel my myself again. So to do that, again, you want to go into what we'd call like a bulk, which is going to be my kind of my phase two. But the reason why I wanted to get lean first was there's no point me trying to gain muscle whilst I've got shit body composition, which I wasn't happy with my body composition. I was carrying too much body fat. So then if I start trying to gain muscle, I'm going to have to eat more calories than I burn. So I'm going to go into that calorie surplus. It just means I'm going to end up getting more body fat. So I've got leaner in the end result is to to gain size now um so a couple of things that worked really well for me um was obviously tracking my food that's a fucking no-brainer putting that investment in which you guys have all done obviously this is not going out to the general public the gen pop you guys are already getting coached by us so you know you're already kind of put that skin in that game that investment but looking for a return on my investment i want to get the biggest bang for the buck Another thing that worked really well for me was the, the kind of the leverage of having a deadline. Like I knew I was going to have to show my kind of before and afters. So that put that little bit of external pressure on me to think, I want these to be good. You know what I mean? I've been inspired by this guy's photos. I want mine to be as good as this guy's. So along the way, I can't remember what it was, maybe like week nine or something like that, week nine or week 10, Johnny was like, look, do you want to do some photos, like I said, he's based in Leeds. I live in Bradford, so it's not a million miles away. You know, Leeds is where our office is. Do you want to do, I'm going to do like a professional kind of after photos in the gym. Are you up for it? 
and it would be kind of about four weeks after I was supposed to finish, four or five weeks afterwards. So I says, yeah, 100%, because again, that's that added leverage for me. And I work really well to a deadline. You know, that's why if any of you guys kind of keep it up with the house stuff, that's why I've been working so hard on the house because I've got this deadline that I want to push. Now, if we were like, oh, we'll move in sometime next year. Yeah, you'd be like, should we do this on the house? Like, nah, should we do this? Nah. Whereas I love a bit of leverage. I love a bit of a, a deadline. This has to be done by this time. It just forces my hand to do the work. So he said, do you want to do these photos? So obviously, then he sent me some pictures of some other guys that are going to do the photos and they're all fucking in great nick. So it's like, one of the guys was a a fucking model, for Christ's sakes. Um, So again, it's just that added leverage and it just depends on how that works for you. That that, Does the outside pressure work better for you? And I've got it with a few clients. Um, In fact, Amy's not on the call yet, is she? The lovely Amy... I'll say to you guys, there's a bit of accountability for her. She's committed to showing her after photos by the end of January. And it just puts that pressure on you just say, right, come rain or shine, whether you're happy with them or not, you're going to show your pictures in the group the end of January. It puts that pressure on for you to think, do I want to skip this workout? Do I want to eat this? Do you want to do that? Am I going to be happy when I publish those photos with the work that I've done or am I going to regret it? And that's what works for me kind of before when we got into, me and Joe got into really good shape has been from these kind of photo shoots. Now, again, I've done little bits and bats where I've lost weight, even, you know, from August, you know, down to 103 kilos. That was all just for me. You know, no one knew I was really doing it. No one really saw it. I mean, no one needs sees me with a top off now except for Magnus and Tanya. That's it. Um, but that external pressure just works really well for me. And that's why, again, sometimes you get people and just say, right, leverage you know kind of what's going to force you to do the work that's required and that could be signing up for a 5k run or a tough mudder i don't even know if these things are running at the moment a 5k run or a tough mudder you know something physical something that's going to require you to do work something that if you turn up on that day and you've not done your strength workout if you've not done your cardio if you've not looked after your nutrition if you've not you know dropped some weight it's gonna show and then you know you get those people who sign up for those things and then they don't turn up for them they just go i i, I wasn't ready so then I say, right, we'll sign up for a 5K, sign up for it for a charity, and collect some money for it. Because again, it's pushing that leverage, it's forcing you to go, should I do my run today? Yes, because I've got, you know, 300 pounds worth of donations from people that are relying on me doing this run. So for me, that bit of external pressure, 100% the accountability is the deal breaker for me. So I'd say kind of, was it easy? Um, Looking back, doesn't seem like it was that hard. There's days there where I really struggled. There's days where I went over on my calories. There's a couple of times where uh, kind of towards the end, when I'd been in this kind of big deficit for a long time, where I was tired, where I was cranky, uh, where I was totally unmotivated. And that's when, you know, we come back to the kind of process-based goals that we talk about you guys all the time. So I had some non-negotiables that I hit that would just ensure ensure that I hit my goals. So again, I'll be talking about these quite a lot with my clients. So no matter whether I was motivated, no matter whether I wanted to do it or not, every day I tracked my calories. In fact, let me have a look now. I think I'm on. Where am I at? Here we go, if you can see that. I don't know if it's focusing. 159 days streak. 
So 159 days, I've tracked my calories. So every single day, track my calories. Every single day, I hit my calories, no matter what they were, whether it was 2,700 or whether they were 1,800. Every day, I hit my protein target, pretty much. Not going to lie, didn't it? Every single day. But I hit it more often than not. Every week, I'd do my five workouts, and every week, I'd do my cardio. So that pretty much was all cycling that I did. And then every so often, kind of taking mags and out for a big walk. So whether I was motivated or not, whether I wanted to do it or not, I hit those five things. And that just meant that there was no possibility of me not hitting my goals. If I took one of those away, then it's less likely. If I take two away, then it's definitely likely. If I take three away, I'm probably not going to do it unless you know I just hit my calories. But even if I hit my calories and I'm not in my workouts, I'm a cardio, then my calories aren't really right, if that makes sense, because I've not got the same amount going out. So for me, kind of with you guys, is setting up these, like say, these non-negotiables, whatever they are, that are going to push you towards your goals. And again, we talk about it all the time. It's not about being motivated. It's about discipline. It's about doing the shit that needs to be done, whether you want to do it or not. Um, and that was the same thing, the same kind of mentality that I had. It was like, log your food, hit your calories, hit your protein, do your workouts, do your cardio, whether you want to do it or not. Now, some of those workouts, I'm not going to lie, were shit. And there was a couple of times, and again, this is, comes down to the bonus of having a coach. He's uh, towards the end, Johnny kind of checked in with me. And he's just like, How are you doing? How's your energy? How's your mood? Uh, and I just said, Shit, absolutely shit. It's on his ass. I'm absolutely knackered, really limping through some workouts. And he said, Right, okay. Um, for the next three days, have two and a half thousand calories per day. And honestly, I felt like a goddamn king. You get towards the end of the day, and I'd be like, I've still got like, 300 calories to eat here what am i gonna have i'm gonna have a yogurt and i'm gonna have a little bit of chocolate living the dream um so after those three days three days i checked him and i says i feel great I feel miles better i've not gained any weight so that would be sitting around my maintenance so again kind of people get this idea that if i went over 1800 if i went to 1900 oh my god i'm gonna gain weight i'm not i've still got this massive divide there um where I'm sitting underneath my maintenance. So 2,500 must've been around my maintenance. It's like, I'm not getting any weight. And then it was when I was, I sent the message. I was like, what do you want me to do with my calories? Thinking, hoping that he'd be like, well, if you don't get any weight, just keep them where they are. But just in the back of my mind, I knew he was going to say, drop them back down. And he said, drop them back down to 1,800. And that's the difference where if it was me, I'd have been like, right, I'm eating 2,500 calories. I'm not getting any weight. I feel great. I'm going to stay on 2,500 calories. And that's been accountable to myself. And that's when it's kind of, it comes down to sometimes having a coach just to say what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Now, what I wanted to hear was him go like, get to 3,000. That was another part, in fact, actually. When we got to the 12 weeks, so initially, like I said, it was a kind of a 12-week transformation. 12-week get as lean as possible in 12 weeks and then 12 weeks bulking perfectly in time for Christmas. Now, when I got to the 12-week mark, Obviously, I sent through my, my checking photos and I was like, he's going to say that I'm not lean enough. But it's like, I hope he's going to say, right, now you can eat a lot of calories. Now you can go you know, back up to 12, 13, 14 calories per pound. Um, and then he just said, again, what I needed today is like, you're not lean enough. It's gonna, we need to get a couple more kilos off you. And it's like, oh, I did know that, but I didn't really want to hear it. But I had to hear it. Again, it's just the, the, the benefits of having a coach. And it's the same thing we have with our, our business coach. You know, me and Joe talked about it on uh, the call last week. Is We sent some stuff through. So we updated the website, updated the videos on the website and stuff like that. And he's just like, these are shit. 
these are rubbish. You know, these are boring. This is like watching paint dry. You need to redo these. It needs to be more engaging. You need to be, you know, less scripted. And and, and we look back, he's like, yeah, he's right. And then we tried another one, and it's like, this is so hundred times better. It's just having someone just go, this ain't good enough, you know. And again, having a coach to say, I know you can do better than this. You have to do better than this if you want to get the result that you want. It's just, and that's why I'm still working with Johnny. So we've finished now, done the photo shoot, 100% say I've got other photos of the proofs from yesterday. I'm absolutely over the moon. I messaged him today, I sent him one of the photos, I just said, this was worth every single day that I had 1,800 calories, 100%. And if you said to me, James, would you do it again? I say yes, 100%. I'd do an extra week at 1,800 calories um, because it's gone now. And I think, you know, we get so caught up in this, pleasure at the moment pleasure at the moment pleasure at the moment that time's gone all those days when i was like oh egg whites and turkey bacon egg whites turkey bacon and asparagus it doesn't matter it's had no negative effect on my life it's only had a positive effect on my life because well i'm still in the the best shape i mean the best body composition that i've ever been in and again you know one of the the kind of the motivations of me wanting to do this or kind of pushing me on was to show like you guys what's possible i know like people be like yeah but and i get it from one of my clients he's just like it's different for you but it's different for you it's like how is it different for me because i've got a qualification as a personal trainer if that was the truth then everyone could just do a three-month course which is like four weekends get your qualification as a personal trainer and then it'd be easy for you it's got nothing to do with that you know and i've managed to do this again whilst working 60 hours a week uh whilst getting five hours sleep, actually been sleeping a little bit better recently, five hours of broken sleep a night, you know, completely renovating the house, which is nearly ready. I need to sneak over to put the carpets down today. Me and Tanya cannot remember what the carpets look like whatsoever. It's going to be a massive surprise for us. Um, you know, we're going to be moving on Saturday, uh, building the business, taking on staff, you know, changing all sorts of stuff in the business. So I've had all these stresses, all these things, but then I've still been able to control my food, you know, control these things, you know, look for shortcuts, find solutions to my problems, like buying the bike, like, you know, um, quick cook foods, easy cook foods. You know, I'm not like Joe. I don't have, you know, two slow cookers on the go, batch cooking the same foods because of his mild autism that he's got. Just, just kind of showing you guys what's possible when you've got the leverage when you've got the deadline when you've got the skin in the game you can do a lot you know you can make some huge changes and also what you deem as kind of like you know a couple of months of suffering for a future of happiness is just so worth it but you have to get through that to look back at it you know now if i'd have gone like we need even initially so johnny gave me the plan and he's just like this is what we do and i said to joe i was like this is going to be 1,800 calories for eight weeks. And Joe's like, Oof. and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to suck. So if I'd have done a week of that, I'd gone, now nah, this is too hard and quit. I'd never, I'd never get to where I'm at now, obviously, but then I'd never be able to look back and go, that was fucking 100% worth it. 100%. I'm fucking blown away. That again, the best shape that I've been in before previously would be when Sustain first died. So we started in the kind of October, the November, we got sacked in the December from the gym. So then we went full time. And then we had, I think it was maybe March. We had a photo shoot. We did a nine week diet. So I was starting off in a much better place because we just finished at the gym. So it was much leaner, 
muscle mass. Um, I think to be fair, on that photo shoot, I weighed about 103. So it's about five kilos of muscle, I'd say, heavier. But that person was doing fuck all hours because we'd just been sacked with about 10 clients. Um, I was, you know, walking like 10 miles a day or something because I was working to make ends meet, working as a a delivery driver for a flower shop. Um, So I was walking there because didn't have a car. We had no money. So I was walking there, saved money from the bus. Uh, So I could eat what I wanted. I could train twice a day, loads of activity, full night's sleep, all these things, you know, much less stress. That was the best shape. Now I've managed to go past that now with about a million times more stress with half the sleep, with half the opportunity to exercise. Um, Just simply by being fucking stubborn and wanting to get to the end of it. And again, if you just grit your teeth and get to the end of each day, you wake up and you're like, ah, fuck me, I'm glad I did that day. That's one off. And then you get through the next day and you might really struggle. It might be like, I just fucking want to sack this off you. Just get through this day. You get through that day, it's another one off. And by that time, you've done a week and then the next one, you know, do another day and you get through it. And again, like, you know, you get to where I'm at now, 20 weeks in, you're just like, fuck me, I'm so glad I did that to get to where I'm at right now. No, absolutely no regrets. No regrets over working hard. No regrets over the food choices that I made. But I had to do that. It's not even suffering, is it? Because my life's not been negatively impacted by me having egg whites. It's not been negatively impacted by, I don't know. I haven't really done anything. To be fair, you know what I mean? I've had meals out. We had a weekend away. Um, you know, I've had bread. I've had chocolate. Um, I've just been sensible with my food choices, and it's just about achieving that balance. Again, you know, kind of, I think people, like I said, I'm going to cry. Oh, dear. Here we go. That's because he's with his uncle Ben. He's not 100% sure about him. Um, what was I? Lost it. Um, yeah, it's, you know, people go like, uh, you know, think diet have to be massively restrictive. Now, you don't have to be restrictive. But there's a caveat there. You know, you can eat whatever you want, but just probably not in the amounts that you used to eat it. So you can have pizza. Just have a slice. Have two slices. You know, you can have chocolate. Jill's not happy with that. You can have chocolate, you know what I mean? Yeah, Lana's the queen of pizzas. Um, you know, you can have a glass of wine, just don't have the bottle. You know, it's, it all fits in. Again, you don't have to restrict anything. You know, it's not as simple as, you know, people think, oh, I've signed up to sustain. So I used to follow Weight Watchers, uh, fucking Slimming World, where I could eat as much pasta as I wanted, and I lost weight. But then I bounced back, whatever. Now I'm on sustain. They say, don't eat pasta. They say, avoid pasta. So if I eat one mouthful of pasta, I'm going to automatically gain weight. It's not. It's just playing those numbers. So again, it's just being sensible. Sensible with everything. And that's it. So can I suppose moral of the story is just fucking set a period where you're just going to work really, really hard. I can guarantee you will not regret it. I've got some really homoerotic photos where he's managed to make me look like a tad. My coach was not happy because I was like, look, I'm not shaving and I'm not tanning. And he was just like, you need to shave and tan. You're doing yourself a disservice. I was like, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I can't do it with a stubble and I can't look myself in the eye fake tanning. I can't do it. Now it's fine for some other people. This is just my opinion. But also as well, it's like, it's my before and after. You know what I mean? Now I don't look hairless or tanned pretty much ever. 
I'm never hairless because I'm like a bear, but I never look tanned unless I'm on holiday. That's the only time I will tan. Um, so yeah, that was my kind of little stand for that. But he's given me some, uh, he sent through the proofs that he's looked like he's put some kind of filter on it so I look a bit tanned. But that's it. So kind of, I've talked for 45 minutes here. Um, just get through it, guys. It's a, such a short period of your life. Three months, six months, a fucking year. Just get through that. And again, if you struggle, just think, get through this day. Just get through this day. And then that day comes two days, 10 days, two weeks, two months. You know, like Joe did with his, his kind of not eating chocolate thing. And then you'll look back and you'll be like, I'm fucking so glad I smashed two stone off like Lorna did. Or has. Absolutely smashing it. Um, so that's it, gang. That's all I've got to say. Has anyone got any questions? I see something's coming up. Ah, there we go. Who's this? I hope it's not from someone who's already left. Hi, it's Joe. I'm a bit lost as to what exercise I should be doing. I literally have one PT session every Monday. Does your PT... I'm going to open it up now. I'm asking you to unmute, Joe. Yeah. Oh, I might not be able to hear you, actually. Just go on to Can you hear me? It's because I've got this microphone plugged in. Let me unplug this and see if that helps. Go on, try it. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you're quite quiet, but I can hear you. Yeah, it's because I've got to unplug the big mic for some reason. Right, <laughs> go on. So, does your PT not give you um, any workouts to do when you're not with them? Uh, yeah, I, I, have, I have got a card that he wrote probably two years ago. But I, just, you know. I just hardly ever go in there. I mean, I think my problem is I've got stuff here. I've got a, a spin bike. Although uh -huh. the saddle's a bit loose at the moment, I need to work out how to tighten it up. And I've got a rowing machine, like so, and I've got a cross trainer. So I think partly it's because I've got stuff here, so I think, oh, I'll do it here, and then, like, and then I don't do it here, and then I don't go to the gym, and I'm faffing around, not really just getting on and doing it. And then I'm thinking, oh, well, should I be doing weights? Because that's what you know. When I'm with him, it's more about you know weights and core. Um, historically, I always used to when I was trying to lose weight do loads of aerobic stuff which did work but then then obviously I read that that it's better to do weight training because then you, you're leaner you burn more when you've got more lean muscle and and I'm just I'm just faffing basically I think that's that's my problem yeah, not actually getting on and doing anything it's not and, I've got a, and I haven't got an excuse I've got so much time on my hands but that's more time to just faff around and yeah, I mean, it depends on what kit you've got or whether you're willing to go to the gym more. But a, a progressive training plan is, the, I was going to say the shit, is where it's at because you want to concentrate on getting stronger by either doing more reps or lifting more weight. Mm. Um, and particularly for ladies, it's so important because you guys suffer so much from osteoporosis are so much more susceptible to it. So it will help strengthen your bones. It will help prevent that in later life as well. So as we get older, we will start losing muscle mass, which we want to keep on. So you need, again, you're kind of going back to what I said about you need to trick your body into thinking, I need this muscle mass. You want to stay as strong as possible for as long as possible. And that's going to help with you know, mobility issues. It's going to stop you from falling over on the bus. It's going to stop you from falling over when you step off a curb. You know, all these things that you see your people doing, you want to be as strong as possible, again, particularly for ladies, um, for keeping your bones strong so you don't suffer from osteoporosis. But then it's just so easy to control the variables. So cardiovascular stuff, fantastic. You know, great for your heart health, 100% burns a lot of calories as well. But the only kind of not issue with that is 
you have to go for longer each time, you know, if you want to increase the calorie burn. Whereas with weight training, you know, you can shorten your rest periods between sets. You can add more load. You can do more reps. You can do supersets. There's lots more variables that you can control. Um, so I don't know what kind of setup you've got. I know, like, I know often people say, I've got loads of stuff and it's like a couple of kettlebells and it's a couple of light dumbbells. You know, for me, everyone going to the gym three to four times per week. Yeah, I've got a gym only a few miles away and it's really nice and I can, you know, check in there on a time slot and here and they've got everything I need. I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I need to actually go. Well, just, I tell you what, just do it for three months. Do it for yeah. three months. Follow a progressive plan, you know, follow one of the, the plans that we've got, you know, we can email them out to you. You know, if your PT's not giving you a plan, I say sack him. <clears throat> um, yeah. <laughs> just depends now I don't know your PT but a lot of PTs that I've worked with a lot of PTs that I see you know you see them on the gym floor and they're just taking people for a workout they've got no plan with them they're not writing anything down they're not logging your weights they're not logging your reps and it's just like uh, right today we're going to do yeah and I really enjoy the session but there isn't any any progress you know yeah. there is and it is different every week but I really enjoy the session and it is that it is knowing I've got it in the diary that actually makes me go and do it yeah, then it's the difference in it. It's like, and that's not the, the issue that we have, but when people go to classes, it's like, that's cool, but you're totally at the whim of the person who's running the class. And you, it's the difference between exercising and training. So you train for a set outcome. You exercise for fitness to get sweaty, mm. but you really want to be training for a set outcome. So again, it's getting stronger. It's getting leaner. It's, you know, becoming fitter, whatever your definition of fitness is. So yeah, I'd look to, put an instructional plan again just do it for 12 weeks just try it for 12 weeks um and just see how you feel see where you get to would be my advice would you say about three times a week what did you say? it depends how um much training you've done but you could start off with excuse me i'm gonna burp i've just belt, uh, swallowed my <laughs> cup of tea excuse me you could start <laughs> off with three full body workouts That'd be plenty. Even two, you know, you could do two and then a couple of classes or whatever it is. But what you want to do, and this is when people get bored, and this is why it's all right for me and Joe, is you have to do, I know you have to, you want to do the same exercises, pretty much in the same order, with the same workouts, because that's how you see progress. So I go, right, I'm going to do squats. Right, I did 80 kilos for six reps last week, so I need to do 80 kilos for at least seven reps. And that's how I progress. Or, you know, I could do 85 kilos for six reps again. But that's just the way. And then, you know, the week after, so say I get eight reps, I go, right, I've got to do 80 kilos for at least nine reps. And I might get 11 reps. I go, right, I'm going to go to 85 kilos. And I might go back down to eight reps. And that's when you need that repetition. So you just keep on pushing it. And this kind of same thing you see is people go in the gym and they just make it up. And they go, I'm going to do squats today. And I'm going to do 20 reps. And they do 40 kilos. And then the next time they do squats, they're doing eight reps. And they do... 50 kilos, and there's no linear path. You can't tell if you're progressing. You can't tell if you're getting stronger or not. Yeah. So it's that kind of – it it's is hard. It's quite dull. But times, I do, I have, times I have done it on the card, it works because I write it down every every time, and then I can see, and then I'm up in the weight slightly. I'm not I'm – not, but it's not like doing massive big, you know, uh, bench presses and things, but it's more dumbbells and stuff. But I have – see, you know, I do see what I've done before and see a bit of progress. I just need to do it. Well, then do it, do it. Give us, give us three months, Joe. Give us three months yeah. and let's see what we can get to. Uh, as Lana says, for me, it was the initial thought of missing out, but after a month, I felt great and certainly don't feel like I'm missing out. Joe Mo for life, yeah. The joy of missing out, 100%. And it is, like I said now, you know, 
looking back you know, at days where I struggled, I think you're just like, no, 100% worth it. You know, look back at the pictures, of how I feel now compared to, you know, my before picture. And again, that's another thing, a fucking whole new kind of worms in it, doing your before picture. No one wants to see that, but I'm so glad I took it. I'm so glad I didn't take it four weeks in where I was like, well, I've made a bit of progress now because it wouldn't be a true transformation. So yeah, 100%. So what now? I'm a few pounds from maintenance. We're not sure how increase. I don't know if it is, sorry, it's just listed as iPhone, uh, but not sure how increase without gaining and how the process works. So it's just, if you're kind of at maintenance, it's doing what got you there continuously. So I continue logging your food. You've got obviously you can be more lax because you've got a bit more wiggle room. But it's, uh, what you don't want to do is just go, right, I'm done. Um, and kind of sit back and just rest on your laurels because you'll end up gaining that weight back. So for me, it's even more important to keep on checking in with yourself, um, checking your weight still regularly, checking how your clothes fit, just checking in with yourself on your results because you know if you get down to 80 kilos as your goal weight and then a month later you're up at 82, you're like, right, Something's going on there. Now it's time to put my foot on the gas. You know, dial my nutrition in a little bit, and then you can ease back. You go back to eighty kilos. You might go to seventy nine kilos, and it's just that case of checking in. But the worst thing is, kind of people do like the twelve weeks, say like body coach something like that. Do the twelve weeks, get to the result, and just go right. I'm done, and that's I'm not slagging off. Joe Wicks, MBE. God bless him. Um, does a lot of work for charity. But it's because there's no kind of learning there. It's just eat this food in this amount and get this result. That's it. So once you stop, you stop. Whereas I'd say with sustain is you just need to keep on checking in with yourself. How am I doing? How am I doing? You know, even if it's once a month, you know, you can check your weight and we talk about kind of where's your weight at? Is it lower than it was at the start of the month? Is it higher? And then it's just that, again, easing in and easing out. Um, but if you don't check it on yourself, if you stop checking your weight, then it's very easy to slip slide. If you stop checking your measurements, you stop kind of having a look in the mirror. If you stop, start ignoring how your clothes fit and stuff like that. These are all indicators that something's going backwards. And the quicker you nip that in the bud, the better. What you don't want to do is then slide back for six months and then you're back to where you were after you just busted your ass for three months. So it's all about just easing on and easing off. Again, you can be more lax with your food choices. You can ease in more treats, but you go, right, so I'm two kilos up since you know my goal weight, and I had four mince pies every single day, whatever. Six mince pies last week and two bottles of wine. You go like, right, so I just need to dial back in. I'm going to just have, make sure I have two mince pies this week and one bottle of wine, and that's it. And I'm going to do a little bit. I'm going to make sure I hit my steps. I'm going to make sure I hit my workouts. I think it's important to keep doing what brought you success because that's what I'm doing. So I was going to do a video on this now. So I'm on a bit of a diet break now. So Johnny's just like, we're not going to try and lose any weight for the next two weeks. So I'm eating a lot more. I'm eating 3,000 calories at the moment. But I'm still doing workouts, still doing cardio, still logging my food, still hitting my calories, and I've still hit my protein because those are things that kind of brought me success. Um, so yeah, I... Personally, I'd advise that you still log your food. I'd still do everything that you were doing beforehand, but you can be you can ease off a little bit. You know, have a couple more meals out over the month or whatever, you know, and then just see where you can see basically you want to see what you can get away with. So you'll have been pretty strict up until now. Now it's a case of kind of enjoying your hard work. 
you've earned it. But again, it's just that check it in, check it out. Now, you don't have to be obsessive about it, but it's just things start getting a bit fluffy. You start kind of getting a little bit wet. It's like, okay, for the gas again. Cool. Right, guy. That's it. We're going to see what Magnus is crying about. He's not on his own, by the way. Let's move his mum. I've just left him downstairs. He's probably always crying. He's probably falling down the stairs. I'm going to go have a look at my carpet. Right, so thank you very much for joining team. I hope that was beneficial. Well, this is the awkward bit where I press end and then it doesn't end and then I have to press end meeting for all. Uh, awkward.